Welcome to the Jordan and Kristen Rickard Show. The world is falling apart, but you don't have to. Join Jordan and Kristen as they discuss the challenges that face us in our decaying world every day. God has a plan for you to have victory and to be a light in the darkness. As the Bible says, those who are wise will shine like the brightness of the heavens, and those who lead many to righteousness like the stars forever and ever. Now, here's Jordan and Kristen. Well, good evening, everybody. Welcome to another edition of Jordan and Kristen Pray For You. We hope you guys had a great Valentine's Day. Kristen and I are actually filming this on Valentine's Day, which is why we're wearing our red outfits. Actually, this uh, particular sweater was a gift from my Valentine, uh, which I think is amazing. And so that's, so that's why we matched today. And thank you very much. Love of my life for that. Welcome. Thank you for everything. You're very welcome. So um, I want to talk today about the amazing gift we have and the opportunity we have in the form of humility. And the reason I say this is because oftentimes humility is seen as a negative, right? You know, we we achieve something we want to take credit for, and it's almost like God is scolding us saying, no, that's prideful. You have to be humble. When you should instead see it as an opportunity that the more humble you are, the more God is going to bless you and do things through you because God likes to get the credit for the things that he does. Don't we all? I watched, in fact, I told you about this. I watched a documentary not too long ago about this game show called The Price is Right. And if anyone knows anything about this, basically the idea is on this game show, they have all these different prizes you can win. And, and there are various iterations of this, but the idea is the contestants are supposed to come as close as they can to guessing the price as possible. This one guy dedicated his life to memorizing like every different prize they have because they, the prizes repeat themselves. He made computer software and everything to the point that he knew down to the dollar how much each prize was worth. And so he would go to watch the taping of the show. And as these other people were competing and the other people were asking audience members what they thought, this guy would just tell people the answers, which is which you're allowed to do. That's part of the fun of the show. So what do you think happens? One day, some guy is on the show. He's competing and he's, he's asking the crowd for answers. And, and this person who had memorized everything tells him the answer and, you know, cause everyone's shouting and, but he, you could tell that this one person is the one being listened to. And the contestant g- guesses the, the value of like six prizes down to the dollar exactly. And you know what he does? He acts like he did it himself. He wouldn't give the other guy any credit whatsoever, even though it was like the most obvious thing. Well, how do you think that makes the guy feel who was actually helping him, right? Makes him feel pretty lousy. And it also probably makes him feel like he doesn't want to do that again. Well, when God does something for us, especially after we've prayed for it, and we don't give him credit for it, but instead we take the credit for ourselves, how do you think that makes God feel? Those of you who've been watching the show know that Kristen and I for a while now have been praying for a house. And I'm very happy to report that in the midst of a desert, God gave us water, that we did find the house and we, we put in an offer and, and it was accepted. And this is like the hardest time to buy a house, right? The, the inventory's at a record low, interest rates are low, uh, foreclosures are, are basically not happening because there's no, you know, people aren't selling homes. Every time we would go look at a home, there'd be 30 other people at the showing and, and you'd get nine or 10 offers. They'd all be over list price. And somehow Kristen and I, found the perfect home. We had other homes we kind of liked and other homes we really liked. And God steered us away from those and gave us the perfect home at the perfect price, actually, which was less money than other two homes that we were going to bid on. Uh, And it just, it worked out amazingly. And I remember, because this wasn't that long ago, this was within the last week or so, when I called Kristen up 
to tell her that our bid was accepted. And there's that part of me that wants to say, Kristen, I bought you a house. Kristen, I got you a house. Kristen, look what I did for you. And I could have done that because I am the one paying for it in the natural and I do work and I save my money and I do those things. But two things. Number one, I also know that we spend a lot of time praying for this in great desperation. So I know that God's hand was definitely in this and God likes to do certain things in a way that it looks impossible, which is, which is what happened with Chris and I. And then he makes the impossible happen. So you know, it's him. But I mean, I could have taken credit for it, but I, I also know this, that if I had done that, that would have been my only reward. But by me being genuinely humble and saying, Kristen, let's give God thanks for this. God gave us his house. God gives us money. God gives us, you, you know, God gives us great gifts. That God then identifies me as someone who gives him credit and wants to do more things through me. And if you think I'm kidding, it's in the Bible over and over again. Listen to this. Proverbs 22, 4 says, the reward for humility and fear of the Lord is riches and honor and life. Riches and honor and life. We don't like talking about that, right? We don't like talking about money. Uh, but in fact, the Bible talks about it a lot. And God says very clearly that if, that if you are humble, and it says fear the Lord, but it doesn't mean fear as in be terrorized or terrified of God. What it means is, you know, acknowledge, you know, have a, have a teaching spirit, give, and give God all the praise and all the glory and all the honor and all the credit, right? That's what fear of the Lord is. Understand who you are versus who he is. Okay. If you are humble and you have that kind of regard for the Lord, your reward is riches and honor and life because you're going to keep giving God the credit and then God gets, gets the glory out of it. And that's the entire purpose. James 4, 6 says, God opposes the proud, but shows favor to the humble. And in fact, that's one of those verses that's repeated a few times in the Bible. And James 4.10 says, humble yourself before the Lord and he will lift you up. So if you want to be lifted up, you actually have to bring yourself down. And the more you bring yourself down, the more God will lift you up. And in fact, this is repeated in Luke 14.11. For all those who exalt themselves will be humbled and those who humble themselves will be exalted. You know, one of my favorite verses about pride is, is I believe it's in Proverbs, and it's very famous. It says, pride cometh before the fall and a, a proud spirit before destruction. That's true, but that's just the bad part. Why do we always look at the negative? It's like whenever God has a rule, we just want to look at like the punishment of it if we break the rule. We should look at the blessing of it if we follow the rule. And the rule is that, yes, okay, pride will lead to destruction, which is really more of a warning than it is a punishment. God's warning you about this. But the flip side of that is if you'll humble your, if you will humble yourself, God will lift you up and you'll be exalted. You know, we spoke before about how you had to have certain attributes in order to achieve certain things in life. And one of the things I told you was in order to be powerful, you have to be meek. You have to exercise restraint. In order to be exalted, as you can see here, you have to be humble. God's not going to, God will never promote anyone he loves to a position where you're going to push yourself away from God if you come into that position. He's not going to exalt you if that's going to make you prideful, but he'll exalt you if you'll give him the glory. And I mention this because a lot of times I think we get so hung up on legalism, what is sin and what isn't sin, that we lose focus of just what helps us and what doesn't help us. I remember, I think I was a freshman in high school and I was in, I think it was English class, and for some reason we we're talking about the seven deadly sins. This was not a Christian school. We just happened to be talking about it. And some girl asked about pride, and she says, well, wait a minute. So if I do well on a test and I'm proud of that, is that a sin? 
And, you know, the consensus, of course, is, well, of course not. It's not actually a sentence. It's different. Here's what I think. I don't know that it is different. I don't know that it's necessarily sin. I don't understand the theology of it. What I will tell you is this, that if you take that test and you study for it and you do well on it and you give God the credit for it instead of taking the credit for yourself, then he's going to multiply your blessings. See, humility is is the way to multiply your blessings, okay? Pride is the way to extinguish them. So is it sinful to be proud that you did well on a test? Is it sinful to be proud that, oh, I don't know, you placed in first, you came in first place in a beauty contest like Kristen did and everyone she entered? I don't know that it's so much sinful to feel good about yourself, but I think you're ultimately, you're, you're, you're harming yourself in that you're, you're disabusing yourself of a bunch of blessings, of, of blessings multiplied that God wants to give you. We just got this house. That's great. But guess what? God has things even beyond that, beyond even material things that he wants to bless us with. And so when we get the house, I don't say, Kristen, look at, look what your big, strong, powerful man who goes and earns a lot of money got for you. It's look what your big, strong, powerful God for whom money is no object does for those people who love him, for, for those people whose, whose heart is right after the Lord. So this is my only point, guys. So many times in church, we 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 tend to think of of sin as sort of like this penal code, and if you break it, then God's going to punish you. And it's not so much that a lot of the times. I mean, it does happen, but more often than not, it's really about look. These things over here are harmful to you, but guess what? If you do the opposite of those things, if you reject the the sin thing, the pride thing, in favor of the good thing, the humility thing, this is actually a secret to getting you more of what you want. You think you get the house, yeah, I want to take the I want to take credit for it. That's a really minor thing in the big scheme of things. I'd rather give God the credit because I'm a gracious person and because he deserves the credit and get all the many, many more abundant things that he has for me than get that little bit of satisfaction I'll get from saying, hey Kristen, look what I did for you. So that's all I'm saying to you tonight, guys. That pride, you know, it's a dangerous thing. And I'm not saying if you do well on a test and you feel good about yourself and you, you say, hey, look what I did. I'm not saying you're a bad person, okay? I'm saying that you're ultimately shooting yourself in the foot because you're you're taking away from what God wants to do for you. Wouldn't you much rather say, God did this for me, and then know that God's going to continue to bless you in your academic studies, continue to bless you in your professional life, continue to bless you in your personal life, continue to use to, to use what the Bible says, exalt you above and beyond anything you can ever ask or imagine. That's my message for you today. That's wonderful. Woo! So I won't. I know you won't feel prideful about me saying how great your message was. I give God the, <laughs> the glory for giving us that teaching. That's right. That's right. You know, I think it's such an interesting subject about pride because it's you can be prideful about not being prideful. And <laughs> seriously, though, it's it's an interesting thing because I feel like it manifests itself in different ways. And so we all have to be on alert for it. And like you said, basically, it all falls under just if you give God the glory and you remember and have those remembrance stones, like what God did for you, what God is doing you, and realize that you're, it's his breath in your lungs. Everything is from God. Then if you realize that and you know that, then that'll solve everything. Even, you know, not trusting God is an issue of pride because then you're saying, oh, God, I don't trust you, and you're really putting your your own power above God. And, um, you know, and, and sometimes we look at people and say, oh, you know, <laughs> we tend to judge and say, oh, well, that person's prideful because 
they say they're they're smarter, this or that. Who do they think they are? Who did who does she think she is? She says she's so beautiful or whatever. And um and then we forget to see the the pride within ourselves about something else or um you know like I say it just manifests itself in different ways. But the point is that we keep the focus on the Lord and what He's done. And yes, we are praising God uh, for this house and for all of His miracles. Mm-hmm. And um you know whenever there's something where it requires everything requires a miracle. But where it's a visible to us miracle of how impossible it seemed, for example, our relationship, this house, all of those things, it's such a great opportunity to say, God, I know that you've given this to me to steward, and I will worship you with this. I will worship you with this house. It'll be a house of worship. It'll be a place for people to come and worship God. I'll worship you with this marriage. I will worship you with different things. So um, I think just it's a great opportunity. It's kind of like reinvesting um, your gains. So, you know, God is like a casino where you don't lose. You ever see these casino games where, like blackjack, you play a hand and you win. Well, you can, you can, you have two choices. You can keep that money or you can use that money to play again and win even more. And the more you win, the more you have to bet. And therefore, the more your subsequent winnings are. With God, you don't have to bet. And so what I'm saying is when God blesses you, okay, you can, yeah, you can be prideful and you can take the, the little bit that he gave you or you can have humility. You can reinvest it. In this, in basically the same game, knowing that you're going to win a second time, you're going to win even more. So what people are just by being prideful, they're missing this opportunity to multiply their blessings exponentially. That's, That's the right. point of it. That's right. And Jordan does not condone gambling. No, I don't gamble, but I also like to use examples that I think people can relate to. Yeah. You know, I mean, and with God, it's not a gamble. It's a promise. That's right. And, and his answers are always yes and amen. He, he never goes back on his promises. He, he, he only gives us good gifts. And so uh, it's – I don't condone gambling, but, you know, the, the Bible talks a lot about the importance of, of smart investing and investing into, into good ground and all of that. And I think what people – one of the things that's very difficult for people to understand is this the idea that God wants to bless us even financially because we feel like, well, money is – number one, money is evil or whatever. I don't know what the heck it is or why would God focus on that? Well, why would you focus on it? The point is, God wants us to be powerful so we can do great and mighty things in this kingdom, okay, and money's part of it, but God also just loves us, and he just wants to give us uh, give us good gifts. And I don't understand what, what is so hard for people to understand about that. So, um, you know, there are definitely people who'd argue with me about that, but, like, you really have to eliminate very large chunks of the Bible to maintain that that position, right, you know? and it's the love of money and not money itself. It's it's how you steward it. So that's so true. Yep, so true. All right. Well, we got some prayer well, requests. Why don't you do a prayer for everybody first? That's a good idea. <laughs> God, thank you for the fact that we we know that by ourselves we are nothing. We have nothing without you, and that's very comforting, Lord, because. In you, we live and move and have our being. In you, we have everything. We have all the resources of heaven. We have all the, your authority and your power, God. And we, we are seated at the right hand of Father, the Father with Jesus. And we are, we know what our inheritance is. And we know that we have the royal blood flowing through our veins. God, I pray for each person to realize and and just I, I pray for each person and every one of their family members to any 
scales that are in front of their eyes of, of seeing things not as they really are in your kingdom, Lord, that you would remove that and we can see how big you are, Lord, and how big your plan is for us and how much you care for us. God, just overtake us. I pray, we're talking about pride, but I also pray for people who have the opposite of pride or um, just like a bad self-concept or just a feel a fear of lack or, or never being good enough or all of those things, God. And sometimes people come across as prideful, but that's really what's going on behind the scenes. So God, we pray for that. And we know that that you are the one, Lord. I pray that when we look into the reflection in the mirror, that we see you, God, that we see your grace, we see your love, we see you every single day looking at us and approving us. I pray for every person who felt like they didn't get approval from their parents or in their past or is holding on to something from their past, God. I pray that you would heal that and help them to move on in you, God, better than ever before. God, we are sorry. We repent of any pride, any prideful spirit, any rebellion, Lord. And we ask you to help us to just look to you in all things. May you take over everything we have and everything we are. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Good job. Thank you. All right. So I will take four of these. And if you want to take these other four. Go ahead. So we got a prayer request for um, a little girl who, her name is Lisa, and, and she's, a, I think, an infant who's in critical condition. Um, Molini is uh, another young lady who's asking how to show God's love. She's she's having struggling with that. Sarah is uh, sick um, and needs healing. And um, Sherry asked us to pray for Christians in Pakistan. So, Lord, I just pray for Christians in Pakistan and all over this world, Lord. I pray for those who are persecuted. I pray for those who have um, just really a rough road in so many different ways, God. I pray that you would comfort them, and I pray that you would be a light. I pray that people would have visions of you, God. I pray for more missionaries to be sent, for people to know your name, God. I pray for our own program to go out further, Lord, and have larger influence in that way. And I pray that more people would know your name than ever before, and then other people just to see you in their dreams, Lord, like it's prophesied in the Bible, like it happened in the Bible. Renew your promises in our day, Lord. Give us the the you know the book of acts is still going on lord renew those promises i pray for sarah lord by your stripes we are healed i pray that you heal her completely from head to toe mentally physically emotionally in every single way and i pray for lisa who's in critical condition god lord we know that you i i pray for those parents i pray for that child lord i pray in jesus name we command her body we command her body to be under god's authority and we command her to be healed, God, in the mighty name of Jesus. And for Molini, I pray that she would know you, God, because the only way to, to show your love is to know your love, God. I pray that she would feel your love for her and through her that others would feel your love. Thank you for her desire, God. Thank you for all these precious people, Lord. And we partner with them to see your great miracles come to pass. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. And where you, Lily? Yep. All right, Lily's daughter is looking for a job and also healing in her body. 
Sharfaz is also looking for a job. David uh, asked that we pray for his family. And Bina, Bin, Bina Yamin, I hope I'm saying that right, is praying for church growth in Pakistan. So, Father God, we thank you for Lily, for Sharfaz, for David, and Bina Yamin. We thank you, God, for these people. We thank you that you didn't make a mistake when you, when you put these people on the earth or any of their children or any members of their family. We thank you for them, God. We praise you for them. We know that you are a God of more than enough and that not only do you want to give, for example, Lily's daughter a job and Sharfraz a job, you want to give them amazing jobs that are above and beyond all they could have asked or imagined. You not only want to heal Lily's daughter, you want to make Lily's daughter a healer herself. You you not only want to you not only want to lift up David's family, you want to bless them abundantly. And Father God, in particular for Binyamin, Bin Yamin, we know that you want this church of his to prosper. We know you want it to just be a seed that just explodes into a garden. Father God, in the name of Jesus, I pray that many, many multitudes of people are brought to the kingdom of God. Through these people, I thank you that souls are saved, that people are healed, that that financial needs are met through these people, Father God. We thank you for all of them, and we honor you, and we we are very grateful for their lives. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. All right. Well, if you would like to accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior, if you have never done that, this is your moment right now. And if you have accepted Jesus before, but you've kind of fallen away, we would love for you to rededicate your life as well. So just follow after me. Dear Jesus, I admit that I have sinned. I ask you to come into my heart. Forgive me of my sins. I make you my Lord and Savior, and I will follow you all the days of my life. In Jesus' name, amen. If you prayed that prayer, we're so excited for you. Comment on this video. We want to know about it. Absolutely. So, guys, hope you had a nice Valentine's Day, like I said. Have a great week. Uh, For those of you in the United States going through these winter storms, please stay safe and, uh, you know, Spring is coming, so that's something to look forward to. Hope you guys have been really well, and uh, we'll see you next time. In the meantime, as always, be blessed and be a blessing. Bye. Thank you for joining us. Don't forget to follow Jordan and Kristen Ministries on Facebook, YouTube, and iTunes. And remember to tune in next week and every week on Tuesdays at 845 on WMCA The Mission, AM 570 and FM 102.3. Amazing grace.